episode of Made in Mexico. I am joined by Lewis from Repstronics and Ramon from Co Young. Before we get into some questions on what's going on in the Mexican market, perhaps I can ask you both to briefly introduce yourself and your company. I'm going to start with you, Lewis, because I know Repstronics has just celebrated its 18th birthday, coming of age, I guess. Um, give me a quick introduction to both yourself and the company. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much, uh, Philip. I really appreciate the invitation for Repstronics. It's going to be good to chat with you and Ramon. I'm very mm -hmm. briefly, as you said, so Repstronics started in 2003. So we have 18 years um, in the industry. So we're a Mexican company. Nowadays, uh, we have presence in Mexico and America media. Um, you know, to America media, including Central America and the North portion of South America, I mean, Ecuador, Colombia, um, et cetera. Um, I started to be involved in the industry, mainly electronics um, since 1994. Um, so it's it's been like uh, I would say twenty years, uh, twenty years uh, in this uh, environment. And again, thank you very much. It's going to be good to chat yeah. with you. Okay, and Ramon, everybody knows you, but just give me a quick, a quick intro to yourself and to Co Young's activities in the region. Thank you, Phil. Uh, hello to everyone. Well, my name is Ramon Hernandez. I'm country manager for Coyon. Um, I'm in charge of uh, sales for Mexico and South America. Um, as Coyon, we started in 2002. So we've been in the industry for a while. Uh, as you guys know, mostly with SPI, AOI, and some new products that we have in the market. So yeah, so so far been enjoying a lot this uh, this, journey. this trip in the journey in the electronic uh, industry for Mexico. Yeah, and it's interesting that um, Repstronics eighteen years, you guys nineteen years. It's been pretty much the the um, the the big growth period, particularly down in Guadalajara, but throughout Mexico for the EMS industry. In that period, we've seen so many changes, so much maturity in the supply chain now and in the companies down there. Lewis, how would you kind of um, portray the the changes that have occurred in that in that eighteen to twenty year period since the major EMS companies started to arrive in Mexico? Uh, for sure, we have seen a lot of uh, of changes. So if we go back to the history in the past, many companies moved to the Asia region. So nowadays they are coming back for several reasons. So I think uh, we feel really proud uh, on the Mexican talent because at the end, I'm pretty confident that most of the companies still see the potential that we have here in the country. So not only from the supply uh, chain side, uh, it's also including the, the manufacturing side, the design. So all the environment that uh, putting all together, so it gave us a, a really good results in terms of uh, technology, products, uh, quality, reliability. 
So nowadays we know we have been facing a lot of uh, issues where everybody talked about the, the pandemic. Nowadays, uh, the new fashion, the new trend is the issues related to, to logistics. So, mm -hmm. and we all need, uh, and we all uh, are, how to say, uh, facing that uh, topics uh, in a different manner, right? I think it's a combination from us as suppliers, from customers, from manufacturers, from the people that is in front of the companies, uh, mm -hmm. mainly in the in the areas like uh, planning, trying to put together all that uh, all that topics, and at the end, we all have to 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 defeat all these uh, type of uh, issues, right? So, as suppliers, yeah. for sure, we always try to to support our customers, uh, providing on time. Uh, real-time uh, responses or real commitments, I mean, uh, trying to expedite uh, whatever we can do, trying to help them in terms of planning as much as possible. For sure, customers uh, having the same situation, not all the time can plan. So, and that's, that, that's the point where we can add some value and we feel really proud on those, on, on all that uh, projects that we have been able to support them and help them to be successful. So yeah. that's part of the things that I think we, we can contribute with them. And it's really good to see when they are successful because some help we can provide them. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it's really important. And you, you see that, that changing in Mexico Ramon, when we look at Mexico over the last um, that last that last twenty year period, it's really gone from being initially a, a low cost environment, very much managed outside the country, to having its own ecosystem, having its own talent talent and and staff, and really really stepping up in terms of in terms of quality. There's been quite a shift, hasn't there? In in how high tech Mexico has become in the last 20 years, but particularly in the last five or 10 years, I think. Yes, that, that's, I think as uh, Mexican, we can feel very proud of that. And that's a combination between all the efforts from the government, uh, all the global EMS that has been established in Mexico for sure and mm. the development of the talent in Mexico as Liz was uh, mentioning in regards um, all aspects, engineering, infrastructure. So it's been um, quite a, a ride, I will say, a big learning curve. And as you mentioned, nowadays uh, we can see a lot of the companies uh, studying their uh, proof of concepts, about global evaluations, for example. Uh, and we are seeing a lot more customers coming to Mexico and a lot more global EMS. Uh, we can see recently a lot of EMS from China, for example, contract manufacturers for China are moving to Mexico to all these, um, you know, USA, uh, China uh, policies yeah. that, that they have going on. Uh, but as well, uh, most of the global companies, global EMS are, are located in, in Mexico. It, it, maybe it can be Tijuana, Monterrey, Guadalajara. Yeah. I mean, any area in Mexico is, is good. 
Yeah, and it's interesting what you say, Ramon, and I wanted to ask you both about that. Do you think that um, that mix of ownership is changing? I'm curious about the increase in Asian ownership, which we're clearly seeing because people are moving from a maybe a China only to a China plus one strategy or a region for region strategy in terms of manufacturing. But also I'm curious, is there much in terms of development of domestically owned EMS as well? Is that, that, is that growing as well as, the, um, as well as the international businesses? Ramon, perhaps you can start on that a little bit. Yes, it, I think it's a, it's a mix. Um, as, as I mentioned, all the situation between China and USA are bringing a lot of what we're calling reshoring to USA, near to USA, which could be Mexico or Canada, or nearshoring, uh, which is similar, right? Uh, I think a lot of the suppliers, contract manufacturers in general, are trying to get closer um, to USA. And also USA is, is bringing a lot of the business that went to China uh, back to near USA. And, uh, and as I mentioned, it could be Mexico, it could be Canada. Uh, we are seeing that, for example, Costa Rica is growing now, which in the past, uh, I mean, I could see Costa Rica's uh, vacation destination, yeah. right? And, and right now we're, we're seeing a, a lot of business coming to, to Costa Rica. So that, that's a combination. And as you mentioned, the I think the level in which Mexico is right now in regards uh, technology and people and everything, that's a perfect combination for us, for Mexico to, you know, to bring much more uh, business into Mexico, which is at the end of the day good for everyone. Yeah, I mean the Costa Rica thing is is interesting, and I think everybody was surprised when Zona built their first facility down there rather than in Mexico. What what else do you see in the rest of Central and South America in terms of in terms of key growth regions? How is um, South America doing? That's always yes, been a challenge. It's been a challenge, you know. Um, and it depends on the country. For example, we're seeing a, in Costa Rica, we're seeing a lot of semicon business, medical business over there, hmm. uh, mainly th those segments, I will say. If we look to uh, countries like Brazil, Argentina, uh, a lot of the product and the production in those countries, Brazil and Argentina, are for their own market uh, i haven't seen as far as i remember a company a cellular company in mexico for example for years and that's something that it's pretty easy to find in brazil or argentina mm -hmm. automotive is coming back um uh, it, it came back i will say to mexico but also we're seeing that growing in brazil argentina um, just talking about Argentina a little bit, they just expanded their um, free trade zone, which is in Tierra del Fuego, for another three years. So, so that is generating a lot of investment from, from the electronic companies over there. Mm -hmm. And Brazil has been 
pretty good for, I would say, the past couple of years. And this year has been good for Brazil. Mm. And for Mexico, it's it's just booming. You know, the yeah. semicon, automotive, industrial, all these segments have been growing uh, after the pandem pandemic. Um, I will say since end of Q3 last year, yeah, it's been like exponential. You know, the the growth and and all the projects with the electronic vehicles as well. Um, yeah. We're seeing a lot of that as well for, for Mexico. Yeah, there's plenty going on. Lewis, from your point of view, um, when you look at what's going on in the different industries, are you seeing particular industries having an impact? And I know the return of automotive is really important to, to the center of Mexico, but what it, which industries are you seeing driving, driving demand for you? Uh, we do see impact in most of the industries. Uh, for sure, the automotive industry has been the most impacted one, but uh, for sure, all type of industries has suffered certain, certain uh, uh, impact, right? So at the end, so this is uh, for, for everybody, but uh, you know, if, for example, if you try to, to, to buy a car nowadays, maybe you have to wait two or three months so it's a kind of complex. Maybe it's the one that uh, is most, most impacted, but in fact, we do see impact in all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think every industry has been affected by the shortages and perhaps it's more noticeable in, in the automotive industry where one $2 component can hold up a, a $50,000 car. So it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy situation. Ramon, are you seeing the shortage of um, components having an impact on the investment strategy at your customers, or is it just putting them under under pressure, but they're continuing to expand? No, yes, for sure is is impacting um, not all the customers, but we are seeing a little bit of delay. Um, thanks God, not a huge delay on orders due to mm -hmm. component shortage. Um, but yeah, we, we've seen some, some investment being delayed uh, for Q1, Q2 next year to the shortage of components. That's on the bad side of, of, of that, right? But also we are expecting when hopefully everything is back to normal, we will see a, another peak in, in investment. All this investment that has been delayed let's say this quarter or, or even Q3, Q3, Q4, Q1 next year that has mm -hmm. been delayed. Uh, hopefully we will see a nice uh, peak when the cheap uh, shortage that we're experiencing right now gets uh, back to normal. Yeah, well, when it gets a, gets a little bit more resolved. And Ramon, you've been um, busy releasing new product. The Neptune's been released throughout the Americas. What's the what's the feedback on that being like in in Mexico? Has that have people shown a lot of interest? Yes, um, I, I think you know. Last year, a couple of years ago, we released the pin machine, pin inspection machine. Mm. So. In, in that system, we also saw a lot of uh, interest, but mainly in automotive. Uh, 
for CCI inspection, again, as Koyon, we're always trying to innovate. Uh, and we have seen, are seeing a lot of interest in this system for 3D inspection. But also, um, we are able to inspect um, all uh, kind of uh, chemicals, let's say, or fluids. Uh, we are seeing a, a lot of interest for standard conformal coding inspection. But also, there's a huge interest on underfield inspection, mm -hmm. um, different type of pouring inspections that we are able to do with the system. And as I mentioned, with the combination of the markets, electronic vehicles, automotive, which uh, for some reason, there's a lot of uh, needs for conformal coding, underfield uh, pouring inspections, or, or put this, all these chemicals in the, in the PCBs, we are seeing a, a very nice traction with this system. Um, and we are expecting Actually, we got a, a very nice acceptance and growth with the system in Q3, Q4. And for next year, uh, for sure, it will be much, much bigger. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I look at when I see you expanding into other areas of inspection is the value of that data. The idea that you've got the SPI data, you've got the AOI data, you've got the um, conformal coding data, the more data you have, the more holistic approach you can you can have within the factory and the more impact with KSmart and with those kind of products. Is that something that's important to people that they have all these different data sets and they're able to integrate them properly into their into their business? Yes, for, for sure, um, data is power, right? If you have good data, then you're able to make a lot of improvements in your process. Um, we all, all hear this uh, line, right? Garbage in, garbage out. So when, when yeah. you are really a, a measurement company, uh, that's very important. Uh, but also, you know, feel um, the reputation of Koyon in the, the highest standards for, for the quality of the systems, uh, the support that we are able to provide as an organization globally, not only in Mexico, US, but globally, Europe, Asia. A lot of the customers that are looking into these new technologies, they say, you know, it, it's a good technology, but farther than that, we are sure that we're gonna get the same level of support, yeah. the, the first class, world-class support with Koyon. And, and as new products, it needs improvements because we are getting a customer uh, needs, right? Customer, um, let's say yeah. demands that they need for those systems. Their feedback is that, I know that you guys will do it. You guys will get there. Uh, and that's pretty good, right? When, when, you, when you see that trust that the customer put in, in your company, in, in the employees for the companies that they say, yeah, I know that I'm going to get excellent support from this guy or this guy. Uh, yeah. That's something that as Co-Young, we can feel very proud of hearing that feedback from customers.
Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's huge, and you're absolutely right. There's a tendency for them to have um, high expectations from Ko Young, and for those expectations to be met, and that's something that the whole team there can be very proud of. Lewis, from a point of view of Reptronics, obviously lots of demand for for uh, Ko Young's equipment, but also what what else are people looking for? What else are, are people investing because they need greater capacity are they investing in technology or is it a combination of both it is a combination of both philip absolutely uh, however i do really support that uh, customers are looking for connectivity and communication including all uh, as much as possible artificial intelligence because at the end you know technology is evolutioning right so every time, every day, so as, as soon as they can uh, move into that, uh, into, into that fashion, into that step, so they are gonna be more, more confident because at the end we know uh, there is a certain, certain point in the, in the manufacturing industry where the quality becomes or means reliability. And that's why everybody needs to be in a really high level of confidence in order to, to provide products of, of good quality in order mm. to, to prevent or to be uh, aligned with the current demands, right? So everybody nowadays or most of the companies are looking to have everything integrated into, let's say, uh, one single box that can control everything uh, everybody needs to have that and everybody or most of the companies have to have that because nowadays it's a, it's, it's a current need. So mm. in most of the cases, it is not an option. It is a need. Uh, and, and that's why uh, we are there, right? In order to support them, to provide the, the leading edge technology uh, in order to, to make things easier for them, right? Supporting yeah. them and make them success, successful. Yeah, and Lewis, what about the what about the demand for automation? I, re, I read a really interesting piece from the Mexico uh, GM for Season Group recently about the, you know, the the way you look at automation when you're when you're building in a in a lower wage cost environment. Are you seeing much demand for for line automation and 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 processes that perhaps make you less dependent on the operator? Uh, yes, demand for, for automation is there, still there, and will continue to be there, but, but it is something similar. It's a kind of mix, because if we look at the companies, uh, several companies need to have automation implemented. But unfortunately, not in all the cases that's possible, because several reasons, right? But it is not possible in, in, in all the cases. But many, many companies are able to do that. And for all those companies that we can automate, that it is possible because of the processes, because of the products, and because of the current needs, it's there. And, and, mm. and for sure, it's, it's pretty the same that uh, we just mentioned, right? So we are there. We are trying to help them in order to identify all those areas where, where we can apply automation in order to, to, to jump into the, the next step, right? At the yeah. end, um, at the end, it helps. It helps for for many things. 
again, it, it helps to increase or to improve quality, to, to improve reliability, uh, reducing headcount, uh, optimizing resources, uh, also for COVID situations, right? So keeping say, say distance and all, the, all that kind of things. There are several companies that are thinking now in getting automation in order to have uh, their process running uh, all the time because they they are aligned with the with the COVID uh, how to say uh, COVID strategies and not having all the people yeah, all the time in the same room or in the same floor space and getting automation there so helps to to continue producing right. But again, unfortunately, yeah. that's not possible in all the cases. But uh, for all the companies that, that are in that a possibility, so we are there to, to support them. Yeah, yeah, I think it makes sense. Um, and I think that relationship between you know machine and operator is is a key part of what's what's going on in the industry right now. When I look in Asia and I look in Europe and North um, the US. One of the major concerns beyond component shortage is talent shortage. Do you think there's enough graduates, enough talent coming out of um, out of education in Mexico to to maintain the growth that it's in, or do you think talent will become an issue in Mexico as well? To to me, uh, I would say yes. So for sure, uh, I'm I'm convinced. So there's enough talent uh, here in Mexico. And it's beyond that because at the end, so there are many uh, really, really good university that, universities that are not centralized in only one or two cities. So if you look at the country, there are very good universities in many of the main cities uh, spread through all the, the country, right? You will see universities in Ciudad Juarez, in Querétaro, Bajío, Tijuana, uh, Monterrey, Guadalajara, Mexico City. And that's, the big, that's just the beginning because at the end, uh, companies, if companies look for these talented people, just pull from the universities and they put those people into their own uh, programs that internally they have already established. So mm. it has been uh, proved that uh, the talent it is, how to say in English, make it in an exponential manner, right? So mm. many companies has established uh, into their internal plans, growth plan. Uh, not all the time talent will be available, that's a fact, and that happens everywhere. But if you combine uh, a good education with a really good growth plans, or growth plans, you are gonna have uh, really good results with with people, for sure. Yeah. The cool talent uh, that we we have in Mexico it's really nice, and again we we feel really proud in that yeah. because you can see wherever in the supply chain side, in the in the manufacturing side, whatever. But at yeah. the end, if we support this with these complementary st strategies, so I think that that's yeah. not an issue. Mexico has really talented and skilled people. Yeah, I think that's really important. Ramon, are you seeing lots of lots of skilled young graduates uh, yes. available in the market and available to you as um, as co young as you build out your team? Yes, it, uh, 
for sure there there's a lot of talented people right and, and as Luis mentioned there's a lot of uh, pretty good universities in Mexico either uh, private or public universities and while while Luis was explaining that part I, I was thinking that we are also responsible as industry leaders to develop that talent because mm -hmm. a lot of the time um, we're looking for very talented people with a lot of qualifications and uh, we cannot find it one and and second one it's difficult to to get it right right away but i think also we we need to think about it and also be responsible in the you know collaborate in this development for 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 the people because of course uh, we all um have been there, right? When we just came out from the university, wow, we, we had a, a lot of energy trying to find the best job. And, and a lot of times we, we were like turned down, right? Hey, you don't have enough experience or something. And I think now that we're in another stage of our, our career, uh, we should be also responsible, you know, to, to, to collaborate a, a, into that and, and just to develop uh people maybe uh hopefully all of them will stay in the company some of them yeah. will leave the company uh but as long as, as everyone is is doing the same i think uh we won't suffer from lack of talent in in mexico yeah no that's huge and you make a very good point ramon it's down to you as an industry to keep mentoring and keep promoting um and there are some great careers for people available in the electronic manufacturing space. So uh, it's definitely an exciting industry to be in, particularly right now as we go through all these technology changes and, and all, this, all this evolution. Mexico had a pretty tough time with the, with the pandemic, particularly at the beginning, you know, kind of the middle of last year, it was a really tough time with factory closures. Where do you feel you are at the moment? Are we sufficiently vaccinated that we're past the worst i kind of sense in in europe and in the us we're seeing a bit of a a bit of a late wave of um of cases that is that is causing causing some concern probably more around trade shows and more around travel but do you do you think you're past the worst perhaps you can answer that one first ramon uh, I think so. I think so, Phil, because uh, here in Mexico, with all this uh, during the pandemic, it haven't finished, right? But uh, during this, all this time, we had these uh, lights, right? Red light, yellow, green one in the states, and nowadays most of, most of the states are in in green, which is pretty nice. I was looking uh, this week to the vaccination rate in Mexico, and we are around. 48.5 or something like that from, from the population. And we've seen a lot of uh, EMS, the big EMS that are vaccinating their, their employees, mm -hmm. but also they are uh, allowing to vaccinate other companies in their campus. So, so they are doing a, a pretty nice um, joint effort with the government and we can see people coming from Jable to Flex and Sanmina and, and all these EMS just 
okay, if the, now the vaccination is in this campus, go, go there, right? Regardless if you are for, for this uh, team or this other team, just, just to, to mention, uh, it's been a, a pretty nice um, effort from everyone, you know, yeah. and, and, and that's good to see. In the yeah, it's great to see everybody working together and collaborate. And you know, you are in a competitive industry, so. Uh, but the uh, there there is a desire to get things done for the common good. Uh, Lewis, when when the Reptronics guys are traveling around the country, uh, is is travel straightforward enough now in Mexico with respect to um, the vaccinated? And is it the same for you when you're traveling out to? South America, Central America, and the U.S.? Mm, yep. I think that's not a major issue now. So for sure there are some, some restrictions, but the end, uh, because of the level of vaccination that we have and, and the level of, uh, of people that, is, uh, uh, that, that gets a COVID, so it's uh, lowering day over day, so it has been easier for everybody uh, no. moving and, and to, to have uh, interviews with a customer visiting their plants, moving across the country or even to other countries, uh, as you said. For sure, there are some uh, basic uh, restric restrictions or, or requirements. I mean, like uh, some insurances, some uh, paperwork, paperwork that we have to, to present, but at the end, so it's much more easier than, than the previous year. So I think yeah. uh, that issue is, uh, how to say, it is not a big deal now. And it's a good opportunity to, to have uh, everything that, that was pending, let's say in that manner, and, and be uh, aligned with, with, the, with the current demands, right? So that, that's not an issue. Yeah, that's good. So am I gonna see both of you guys at, at Apex in San Diego in January? Yes, yes, yes sir. <laughs> that's for sure, for sure, Phil. I think uh, a lot of people is, is waiting for that and, mm. and looking, looking forward to that. We were um, having some uh, meetings with uh, Harold, you know, Harold Pinger yeah. from KYE, and, and he was so happy, you know, to have back Productronica. Productronica next week. Next week, he, he was, uh, everyone is, is looking forward, you know, to shake hands or, or something, just to say hello yeah. and, and being able to talk again face-to-face -face with people. I yeah. think Apex, I am really hoping that, that we can get a, a very nice and successful Apex uh coming people from from everywhere right from all all yeah. the americas yeah no i think it's fascinating and you know both both Rebstronics and co young have done a great job through the pandemic of of stepping up with these online tools and with um you know providing webinars to keep people updated but everybody wants to get back to a trade show everybody wants to touch and see the machine and yes. Um, and 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 see their old friends face to face. So I think just have a beer uh, with or all yeah, absolutely. Catch up. Absolutely, yeah. I know. Yes. I'm looking. I, I know. I'm looking forward to that. Um, last question before we wrap up. Just give me a feel for your optimism going forward in 2022 with respect to what's happening in Mexico and the opportunities that that Mexico has as a result of the 
the changes in in globalization at the moment. Lewis, perhaps you can you can go first on that. How do you feel about 2022 at the moment? For sure, 2022 is going to be a really busy year. So that, that's a fact. So what we are seeing is we will continue seeing issues related to, to logistics and uh, all the items relate, related to that. But uh, at the end, so there is a, a lot of work pending for everybody from our side of suppliers, for contract manufacturers, for designers, for, for everybody, right? So, so pandemic is getting in under control. So that is, I think that is not gonna be a major issue or at least that's what we hope. Um, I think everybody hope that, but at the end, when the, we, we do look, it is gonna be a, a really, really busy year. So yeah. hopefully we can, we can have the, the opportunity to, to continue with, uh, with our customers and providing solutions as, as always. And it is gonna be really good to be, to be a part of their, their projects. Yeah, and the first of the next 18 years as well, Lewis. So a continuation of that Repstronics journey. Ramon, you heard it from Lewis. It's definitely gonna be a good year next year. Are you optimistic about Mexico being able to seize the opportunities it has in the in the world market at the moment? Yes, I, I think for sure uh, it will be a pretty nice year. Um, this year for Koyon has been great. Every quarter has been a record quarter. Um, and as you know, Koyon, we, we are looking forward to continue that trend. Mm-hmm. And every quarter is a record quarter. But um, just being realistic, yes, we, we are seeing that this trend will continue. Uh, as I mentioned, some of the segments in the market for semicon automotive, industrial, um, electronic vehicles that we are seeing that a lot of that is is coming to Americas and also to to the market right uh, we're seeing a lot more options for example for electronic vehicles and of course that that is bringing a lot more uh, business for for or industry um, I think we are, we are in a time to create a pretty good strategies and continue doing the, the good job that we've been doing. Uh, we don't see any major changes in the market. Um, in the other hand, we are expecting that this chip shortest, hopefully it will end soon. Mm-hmm. And also all these issues with the logistics transportation will settle down. Um, of course, nothing lasts forever, right? So, so I think this should settle down at some point, yeah. hopefully early next year. Um, but yes, we, we are pretty excited uh, about next year. Uh, new products, as I mentioned, with the Neptune, um, which is, I think, it will be uh, a game changer, as it has been with the SPI and AOI in Koyon. I, I think with this new technology also, we will be a, a game changer for conformal coding inspection and some other uh, chemicals that I mentioned. And of course, Repstronics has been a, a pretty good partner for Koyon. Um, they're pretty strong. We're always working together with them. So yeah. together with the demo rooms, equipments they have in their demo rooms, flexibility they have with their customers. 
and just working together as a team, I think uh, we will be able to be continue being successful. Uh, yeah. Not only next year, but the coming years as well. <laughs> yeah, many years to come. Yeah, and you're you're absolutely right. It's that continuous innovation of new products, but having that backed up by not just the the Co Young ecosystem, which is you know renowned for the the quality of service and support, but also what Repstronics can offer in um, uh, in Mexico as well. So it's a great combination. And from a country point of view, the opportunities are huge. As you say, the, the EV market is creating additional demand. There's clearly just generally more demand in the electronic uh, manufacturing space. And, and more of it is moving to Mexico from other regions to support the um, the huge demand in the Americas. So, yeah, I think you're in a, you're in a nice position, and, and long may it continue. Thanks so much for spending time with me today. It's been really fascinating to get caught up on what's going on in Mexico. Uh, I can't wait to get back over there, at least to San Diego, to see you guys. But um, back down to Guadalajara to a few of my favorite restaurants at some point would be lovely yes. as well. <laughs> Um, and to and to get out with you guys, but in the meantime, thanks for your time today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.